Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself, Eric Coleman, and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. Hey, Benji. Hey, Eric. It's been a little while again since our last podcast. It's been a busy summer. It's been so busy. Lots of things going on. But... There's been also some great releases in computer technology, specifically Apple had their M2 event, you could say, Mm -hmm. where they announced the M2 processor coming out. And they also talked about, they also had an event with their software updates, different things, iOS 16, iPadOS 16, blah, blah, blah. Lots of new things. Anyway, that brought up a conversation that, we've started to have about what does it take to get a new computer from A to B? But what do we mean by that? What do we mean by that? Well, we're going to focus on the pro presenter side of things because I think that's where these machines uh, get upgraded a lot or more frequent, I would say, or replaced. And how do you set up your new pro presenter machine? Now you could take this podcast with any computer uh, and apply the same concept, whether it's a pro a Pro Tools audio rig computer or Logic or a personal computer. But in this case, we're going to focus more on pro presenter ex- uh, exclusively. So and more on the Mac side of it versus the PC side of it. But again, the the concept would be very similar, whether it's Mac or PC or a audio computer, video computer, personal computer. Obviously, some things will change a little bit, but the concept is generally going to be close to the same. So the last time that I had to do this, and I'm looking forward to getting a new computer up and running, with some other other spaces in our building. But the last time I had to kind of start fresh on a new machine was during COVID. We purchased a 27-inch iMac. Mm-hmm. And then we got our new ProPresenter machine up and running in the worship center. So this was probably late 2020 when this happened, mid-2020. And... Yeah, I went with the approach on that machine of basically starting fresh. So, I don't know. Do we need to talk about the difference between starting fresh versus... Not starting fresh? Not starting fresh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I would say 99% of the time when I set up a a new computer and it's replacing a computer, I would say I just about always start fresh. However, you can use, um, if you're doing Mac to Mac at least, and it might even work Mac to PC or PC to Mac, uh, Migration Assistant is a tool built into Macs. Yep. And that lets you transfer basically a, an identical version of everything that you've created on your previous Mac. It's great. I've used it. I've used it from to transfer information from one computer in the building just like grabbing one user ID and putting it 
on a different computer in a different room in the building, just over a network. Yeah. And that was fantastic. Just the or ease there's, of use. Um, time machine. You can do a time machine, time machine backup, backup on an external hard drive and then move that hard drive to your new computer. Or a clone, we've, which is basically what the yep. time machine does. But you and I both have done that, where yep. we clone a exact replica hard drive, and then we put that in a computer. Yep. And you're back up and running on a new machine with faster processor and all that kind of stuff. And have all your files, apps, like nothing ever happened, basically. Yep. So, Identical. Yeah, there's there's pros and cons to both directions. So, like I said, I usually go with just start fresh because then I get to pick and choose exactly what I want to move over. I'm not moving over old junk that might be somewhere on the computer that was used three years ago and has been used since old apps, things like that. So yeah, I typically just go new, but. So let's just start into it then a little bit more detailed. So you buy a new Mac. Let's just say it's an M1 mini. To get you up and yeah, running I just, for... Well, I didn't just do that, but yeah. You did that recently. Yep. I haven't, but I would like to do that soon for our youth center and for our fellowship hall rooms. They, yep. they need some serious upgrades. So just walk me through then kind of the steps what... steps that I took Yeah, what to did do you do to so do that? Back on episode, I believe it was 21, we talked about file handling and where we save things and how we save things and things like that. So if you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to go back and listen to that because I'm going to basically repeat some of that stuff, but not all of it. So we save all of our files in the cloud, all of our ProPresenter library, all that stuff, it gets a backup in the cloud. So before our M1 Mac mini, we had a Mac Pro trash can computer. It's right in this room recording this podcast. It's still working, but it was time to get a new computer in here. So uh, we got the M1 Mac Mini. Just before I disconnected the Mac Pro, I did a brand new backup of all the ProPresenter files, that type of stuff. I didn't do a time machine backup or anything like that. I just took my lighting file, moved it over, ProPresenter files, moved it over. QLab file, moved it over to Google Drive. And then I can't remember if I unplugged it or if I had it powered on like next to the M1. I can't remember. I think I just totally disconnected it, put the M1 in its place, and then just start downloading all the apps that I know that I need. And then got Google Drive installed and then moved those files from the cloud back to the desktop or sorry, back onto the computer. I don't save anything on the desktop, by the way. I hate when people do that. Delete those files. Yes. And then then I went through and just started putting in all the settings for ProPresenter and QLab and making my MIDI connections and all that stuff. So it was a little more time-consuming than a carbon clone copy or a time machine backup. But I started super fresh And I knew exactly what was on that computer when I had it. That Mac Pro, I believe we had almost since the Mac Pro came out. So however many years ago that was, that's been a long time. And you just made that transition a year ago, maybe? 
two? Well, it was basically right when the M1 came out. So whenever that was, oh, a year okay. and a half, maybe two years. I was one of those first guinea pigs of like, that's right. hey, will this work for more than two displays? So yeah, so basically as soon as that thing came out, I bought the M1. So, but with that being said, it has saved a lot of old files that I don't need anymore. Yeah. Things that are probably on the computer that I have no idea where they're at, how they were used, just all that garbage that I didn't want to move on to a brand new computer. So that's why I do the start fresh scenario. So yeah, so I grabbed everything off the cloud, saved it on the computer, got it all up and running, and it was a pretty smooth transfer. So that's basically how I would do, or how I did that set up for our ProPresenter machine. And I think I would do that when I get my, at least one of the M1s for our youth center. I will for sure start that one fresh. Yeah. Because there is a locked out user that I cannot delete <laughs> on that iMac for some reason. And it's basically storing files that I can't even get to. So it's, it's very yep. strange. So that one for sure I will start fresh. Now, the one upstairs in the fellowship hall, I do think I'll probably use migration assistant for because I'm not the one really managing those files. I think it's more, it's just going to make that copy, the clone copy of it, and yep. it'll be a new machine for them and look yeah, slightly so the, different in those UI. Those users basically won't even know that a new computer Right. Visually, they won't notice that it's a new computer. Right. Obviously, it will perform better, but nothing will change on their end. They're not going to say, hey, Eric, where's that What's file? What's the new password? What's or? the new password? Where's that file that I had on my desktop? And I'd say, sorry, I deleted that one. Right. And then but, they're like, oh, I use that one every week. And it's like, <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't, Whoops. Uh. Save so it somewhere else. For that case, I think since I... I manage the computer and like get it up and running, yep. but they kind of manage what their content is. Yep. I'll just do a migration assistant versus the youth center. It It's kind of convoluted at this point anyway with its pro presenter files because I was drawing files from, it's convoluted. Nice. So that one will just need to see a full new refresh. Yep. But yeah, for 500 bucks, each of those computers, I can see us doing that with, before the end of the, the summer, M1 is actually. a steal. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little more specific with ProPresenter. I see it all the time on Facebook groups of, hey, I have a new computer that I need to get all my themes and all my transitions and all that stuff over to the new computer. Or I want to use my personal computer at home. How do I get all my looks and all that stuff onto my personal computer so I can work on stuff at home. So I believe the Windows is the same. They save them in the same spot. I hope so. I believe. But yeah, you go to the ProPresenter folder, wherever that was located. So by default, unless you've changed it, it's saved in your documents folder. Yeah, but you can move that to be, you could put that whole folder in the cloud. You can. Yep. Uh, we leave ours in the documents folder. We haven't touched it. Uh, but yes, you can save it somewhere else in the cloud, locally, on an external, whichever. We also, within the settings, uh, preferences box within ProPresenter, we do not have ProPresenter manage files. So what that box does is when you load 
a video or an image into ProPresenter, it basically saves it again and puts it in that document's ProPresenter folder, in another folder within that ProPresenter folder. So it basically duplicates all your media. Right. Which I understand the reasoning. The reasoning is, you know, if the file moves on your computer or you delete that file on the computer, it doesn't go missing within ProPresenter. So it yep. still is linked and can be shown. So you, it, you can't accidentally delete something and then now you no longer have it. So it is like a, a safeguard for that. We save all of our stuff in the cloud. I'm basically the only person that loads that type of stuff. I'm the only one that, with access with that stuff. So I know if I move a file, I know what it's going to break or not break. Right. So I had that box checked, which makes that ProPresenter folder a lot smaller because it's not duplicating all those files. But within that ProPresenter file, there's a configuration folder. That's that, the most important one. That's the one that all of you are trying to find when you're trying to set up a new computer or to move your looks and your themes and all that stuff over. So within that folder holds looks, your stage display output uh, looks, settings and all that stuff. Uh, it holds display settings. It holds themes. And it, everything in between. Yeah. It holds your library files, your playlist files, basically everything. So you can pick and choose if you want to only copy something over, macros, all that Timers, stuff. Timers, whatever. Yep. So you can move just one or some of those files over, or you can copy that whole configuration file over to a new computer or your personal computer, and boom, you open up ProPresenter after that file has been moved, and it's going to look basically the exact same look as your main ProPresenter computer. I did have to do this recently um, because remember that whole crashing thing I talked about yes. with VBS? Well, I finally reached out to, not finally, I reached out to ProPresenter yep. regarding that issue because I really like was having a hard time consistently opening up the software after that. And I was like, this can't, I can't operate like this yep. moving forward. So basically they had me rename that ProPresenter file, the root folder, and call it like ProPresenter old. Relaunch ProPresenter, which recreated that a new folder one. as yep. a new one. Yep. Uh, which did help. Some file must be corrupt in my library or whatever. Uh. So then I just copied over what I needed again yep. from that config folder. Well, really, yeah, whatever's in there. And I brought everything in and had all my timers back up and running. And, and now then works. now it works more nice. consistently opening. That's cool. So, yeah, even just for a internal, my computer doesn't need an upgrade, but like something's kind of glitched on it. Yep. You just kind of tell it to recreate that root folder. Yep. And then bring in what you need. And that's what they'll tell you on support anytime that yep. you reach out. Is yep. Rename that folder. and Yeah. So if you do move that folder to somewhere else, you have to go tell ProPresenter to look in that location. So yeah. you have to go into your preferences uh, window. And then within there is where you can say, look at this directory for 
these files basically. So, but yeah, I just keep mine in the documents folder because I don't have the linked or managed media box checked. So that folder is relatively small for us. I mostly use the, they call it smart folders now or smart playlists for media. So that just pulls in data from specific folders on my documents. Here's a question for you with those. Because I kind of use them, but not really because I think it was back in Pro 6, they didn't really work very well. I think they're great, but I don't put anything in the cloud like yeah. you do. So I I think it was in Pro 6. I started using them, and then I didn't like how they worked, and I really haven't used them since. Oh, man, they're I kind of awesome. use them. I use them for motion backgrounds, and that's it. Here's a question. When you... So if you add media to that folder... It populates right away. You don't have to close ProPresenter? No. And it deletes right away when you delete it. Huh. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'll have to start using it. I literally did that yesterday. I have a junior high student that wants to learn ProPresenter more. Yep. So he and I just kind of had a ProPresenter training session. Yep. And he's like, I want to know how to add a video. So I showed him. I was like, here's, the, here's this week's announcement video. Which is looking at a folder on the computer. So when is, you save that video to that folder, yep. it automatically adds it in the smart playlist within media. media it does not the media bin. change it well I didn't have the exact same name so it did not change the file it probably would yes if you called if it announcement video yep. by the same name but I did at that point have to drag it from the media and swap right. out the other video right. but it's like it saves it or it updates it like instantly yeah 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 huh I mean, you watch it when you delete it from the folder too. You watch it do the whole like question mark, like yep. mi- missing media, but then it just deletes the whole thing. Interesting. Because I think that was my problem with Pro 6 is it didn't always want to update unless I closed ProPresenter. That might have been true. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of annoying. Yeah. So then I just stopped using it. it it's pretty instantaneous. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to have to go do that uh, as soon as we're done recording here. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. I love those things. Again, I, will, I use it for the motion backgrounds. Yeah. But I'm not really deleting stuff out of that those folders. Like we just always are dumping the new stuff. I do in. the same, yeah. So I don't really use anything other than that for So yeah, if you had ten items in that folder and the next week you only want three, delete the rest or add the three new ones or whatever. Yeah. And you'll have three in there. And only those three. And you don't have to close ProPresenter to Man. get the update there. I'm glad we did this podcast because I just learned something. From me? <laughs> From you. Sweet. <laughs> and now it's recorded, so it's on the record. Benji learns about th- maybe two things from me every year. Well, that's one. So Is that one? That's one. All right. But you are getting the other camera probably, so... Yeah, we're finally doing, little, learned. doing some video upgrades around here within the next couple of weeks. So a little excited about that. But uh, I think that that's really the biggest thing with the ProPresenter is getting that config file over yes. because you don't always want to start fresh in that perspective. Yeah, because I mean, that stuff You've put a lot of work a lot into of time. it. Yes. Yep. Unless you're literally starting fresh in a new system with new, like you're, you got a new, brand new building, Everything brand new be, computer. Yeah. You're going to have to start fresh anyway. Right. Yeah. So new, that's new screen configuration in the room or whatever. Yeah. I, so I 
I would say monthly, probably monthly. I take that ProPresenter folder and put it in the cloud as like a backup. Again, I, it's not pulling it from the cloud for its normal reading. It's reading from the documents folder, but I'll update it from my lap or with my laptop every so often. So I don't really do a lot of like building on my laptop within ProPresenter 7, but I sometimes will do testing and stuff like that. So I want to make sure I have the same setup and config and all that stuff as the computer here that I can run at my house or whatever. So it's always just once a month, throw it in there. And then if I need it, I got it. Or if I need to set up a new computer relatively quickly, I can do that. So the other thing is we, so we updated our venue room, which is our kids ministry room computer, probably a year ago to an M1 as well. And I actually took the config file from our main building, brought it brought to it that right. there. I didn't need probably half of the information that it transferred, but it got me a really quick starting point to then do a couple changes here and there and make it actually fine-tuned for that room. Yep. Versus starting new. Completely fresh. Right. So, because when we did that computer, we also added a stage display. We didn't have a stage display yeah. up until that point. So we did that all at the same time. So I've built some pretty useful stage display looks in our main room. So I wanted, wanted to I wanted utilize. some of those over to the other room. So it got me to a good starting point that then I could kind of finagle and get We've going done the same quick. thing. I did the same thing. I brought that config file from yep. our main worship center into our youth center. Yep. Because while it is a different system, we wanted it to look the same, even yep. like the stage and we're the display. Same way. And yep. like, so going back to that whole like it's consistency, the, it's the same look, same equipment, same everything from room to room to room. That's part of that same look visually, same stage display, same text, same background, things like that. So, and now it's ready if you wanted to like send a camera feed into it or something because yep. you use that in your worship center space. Yep. Now you can quickly and easily do that yep. more, more quickly and easily. I'm sure there's some configuration that would be involved, but yeah, but not much, not as much, a lot less than starting from scratch and having to set all this stuff up. So, yeah. So, in a way, you do, yeah, when you, when you get a new computer. You're starting from scratch just to not have any unnecessary files on that computer. Files and apps. And apps yep. and whatnot. But then when it comes to the ProPresenter side, it's almost better to at least pull in those, those starting those main files. files over. Yep. Or maybe you sing the same songs consistently between the two spaces. So you yep. might want those to be there. Yep. Yeah, but I'm not copying like my documents folder on a new computer. Yeah, I understand. So app files some so and then i'm pretty sure you can understand my philosophy for doing migration assistant with uh -huh. like a room that i'm not really managing their files yep i did do a complete clone on an imac not too long ago um, which one was that the imac that's in our video room i forgot the reason why i had to do this but i updated something and then it broke other things. And then it got me into this state of being stuck because I couldn't undo anything, but I couldn't update anything. It was a whole mess. 
So what I ended up doing was I had to add a partition to the hard drive, do a carbon clone copy. Just within the computer? All within the computer. It was a big mess, but it actually worked out pretty well. So I did a carbon clone after I installed the new OS. I think it was an OS update, something that I started to do, and then it broke Glitched other out. things. Yeah. So I had to do a carbon cl- clone copy after I did the partition and after I did like the initial install, the OS. Then I copied all my files over to that second partition and everything's working. It's as if like, it's like nothing ever happened. Nice. It saved all of my IP addresses and my MIDI connections. It saved like literally like I turned the computer on and nothing changed, but yet it was obviously working and a lot of things had changed. It was basically a whole new hard drive close to it and everything saved. So in a sense of like, I don't know how to move certain files over or I don't know what I need or don't need. In that case, it might be better for you to do a time machine or a carbon clone copy of everything because it's as if nothing ever happened, but yeah, you get a new machine basically. And then you can delete whatever you don't need. Then you could go back in and delete. But with apps and stuff, there's some folders that are like hidden Hidden that are harder to find and delete. But if you don't know exactly what you're doing or don't know where everything is, that might be the better route to go anyways. Yep. So at least get you a, a new machine with all the same files. So hopefully that gets you up and running from A to B on a new machine, specifically with your ProPresenter files. Yep. Our next one, we do need to go back and revisit our tracks rigs. We never really did get to that discussion. Yes. So Benji be thinking about that before next time when we get together to record. Yes. But we, be sure. Oh, and, go ahead. And, we, and when we do that tracks, um, episode we we may have a special guest with us oh good so way to go um bring him (laughs) bring him on bring him on (laughs) total surprise to eric just then is if you didn't notice no it's fine we didn't talk about it we didn't talk about it but he may as well sure um yeah so be sure to like follow and subscribe do all the things have a good one later